It's Fort Worth Camera Radio. Believe it or not, it's Fort Worth Camera Radio. <laughs> not so much a podcast. Podcast is... Uh, is it official now? We're going to roll with it. Awesome. Uh, podcast just does not have the... Gravitas. The love. I've no. always been told I have a face for radio. That's not true. <laughs> you, got a, you got a voice for radio. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> We're here with our continuing uh, expose on brand new Fort Worth Camera Ambassadors, and we're here with Rambo. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, we had a good time talking. See you, you later. You didn't make me come here super early, so that um, was really nice. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock. It's pretty early. <laughs> so when I showed the list of this year's ambassadors to Jeff Mashir, the owner, for, owner and founder of Fort Worth Camera, he saw yeah, Rambo. So is he the first blood or what? And we laughed and because, you know, it's a movie with yeah. Sylvester. I, I enjoy um, people not knowing I'm a woman. Like in a weird way, I kind of enjoy showing up to things and then waiting around for an exorbitant amount of time and not clarifying and just seeing how long it takes them to piece together that I'm the photographer that's coming to work for them. <laughs> so during during our Fort Worth Focus Film Festival at the Fort Worth Photo Fest, yeah, you and I met for the first time, and I didn't know I didn't know you. We had not met. We'd spoken on the phone. But I was at, in like an eighties. No, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that's the punchline. Oh my bad. <laughs> so so. I said, uh, your your submission is amazing. I love it. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to meet you. And she said, well, how will you recognize me or something like that? And, and you went on to say, like, uh, is this like a red carpet Hollywood premiere type of thing? I'm like, yeah, of course it is. And you said, well, I'm going to dress up. Like I'm winning in an Academy Award. And boy, did you. <laughs> Not sure which year the Academy Award was being... Uh, Issued based on your your. Uh, it it doesn't matter. I think in this world, I'll take as many awards as I can get. Uh, you'll, you'll as many here. reasons to like celebrate and like be happy and go all out. I think it was great. great. I was I was upstairs in the booth. I didn't get to see the costumes. Okay, Sad. so picture if you will. <laughs> the only thing that was missing was some sort of like geometric uh, uh, eyewear. I had them. I just didn't want to like be that guy that talks to people with sunglasses on. Well, Max Headroom, which is a, an yeah, allowed kinda. way to be. It was a little Max Headroomish, maybe a little solid gold, but solid gold lame is what you were wearing. Absolutely. And uh, it was impressive, much it, like your body of work. Thank it was you. Very impressive. Thank you. Um, you bring to our program a very unique take on just vision. Thanks. I don't know how to describe it, and I guess that's. I don't either. Adjustment <laughs> to your work. I you, think I think for me, like my work is myself and I think uh being an artist that deals with uh depression and mental illness like I think for me a lot of that is putting it into my work and just however I feel that day is where the story ends up going and even my photo shoots like I would rather create a story like I want people to look at my stills and be like what movie is that what story is that and want to be in it like I think in photography you have the opportunity to build worlds and if you don't like this one you can build another one visually and it's i don't know it's a really cool part of the craft or that's how i approach it i'm telling everyone right now to tune your instagram radios to <laughs> rambo r-a-b-o or excuse me r-a-m-b-o yeah 
on um, Instagram, or you've a lot of other people are following you. Of twenty-five point five thousand followers, that's that's quite a bit. My friend Holy got smokes. famous. Yeah. You know. Well, cool. <laughs> I, I'd say I'd say beyond that, your body of work is dynamic. Thank you. Literally meaning dynamic. It's changing. It, it, it's always um, a very. I mean, oh gosh, it's amazing. Beautiful women, beautiful people, beautiful scenes, urban, rural in some cases. <laughs> I don't sit still well. It's all, you know? <laughs> it's all over the map, but there is consistency within, I mean, there's a method to this. Well, I think for me, like, I mean, I think Richard Avedon, um, I never know if I'm saying his last name right. I apologize you got if it. I'm not. You got it. But he used to always say that, like, every photo is a photo of himself. And in a weird and not and not in a selfish way, but that really is how I feel about my work. Like everything I'm feeling when I'm shooting it goes into it, and I try to write um, captions or stories or just pick words to frame it with. Um, I don't know. It's just it's all me getting through life and like like, like this one right here. Yeah, like my dog wearing sunglasses and a hat. <laughs> that was a great day. She's way too good. My dog is way too patient with me, I'm afraid to say. Well, your images are fantastic. Thank I wish you. I could take pictures like this. Um, um, don't take a single lesson, and maybe you can. Okay. I've never had a single lesson. And I think I'm getting to the point now where like, I'm getting stubborn about it. Like I don't, I don't want a lesson now because maybe I am doing it completely wrong. But if I am doing it completely wrong, I'm doing it. My, my version of my it. way. Yeah, you're, yeah. I love you're that You're doing song. it completely, <laughs> completely right as far as where I stand. Um, yeah, I'm just not good at like the career parts, but it's also nice to be in a profession where I'm like, oh, all I have to do is think about how like sunglasses and gloves and curtains and like fabulous hair and women go together. Mm, easy, like. I don't know. I'm not done being imaginative, and I'm not really ready to grow up. Like. Or maybe I'm just learning like how to give grown-ups permission to still be interesting and fun. I'm not sure. <laughs> Both, maybe. Well, your your work really defies classification, and I hope Thanks. you take that as a, a compliment. Wow. Um, it's political. Yes. It has edge. Edgy is not the right word, I don't think. Although there's definitely a, a some angle to it. No matter what you're shooting, there's pictures of kids. There's people protesting. There's people. Uh, just exposing their body in a very beautiful and consistent way within its confines, be it nature or some sort of uh, city environment. And that's just your photography. Now, your filmmaking, which we got to see at the Fort Worth Focus Film Festival, which was May 17th, um, that was impactful. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and it was... Entitled, and correct me if I'm wrong, not all explorers get to be astronauts. Yes. Okay. In a real Reader's Digest version, <laughs> explain that because it was beautiful, touching, and sad all rolled up into one little 10-minute clip. Yeah. I think uh, that's my life. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I think so. I think, um, I think it's taken me a lot of work. Uh, to get to say, I think I've had a life significantly harder than most. Um, and I think 
it's good for me to remember that it's maybe been harder more than easy and that I have a responsibility to the community that I'm from to let people know about that. And so, anyway, I mean, NASA had a short film competition. Um, I'm obsessed but terrified of space. And this was like, well, what would I bring to NASA? And the only rules they made were that at least 10% of your film has to be footage from space. So they also made like all this space footage public domain for like just their project, which was amazing because I was like, yeah, but still far away and terrifying. But also, I mean, I, I literally stared at photos of space for like four days thinking, what do I make? And I just wanted to make uh, an actually American story. You know, I think we're in a time right now where people are like, you know, make America great again. And I'm kind of coming from a suburb and a community that I'm like, oh, well, mm, maybe it never really was that great for everyone. And so I wanted to tell a story uh, about an explorer whose, you know, parents are divorced. She's growing up in poverty. She's dealing with, you know, addict parents. And she's not going to get to be an astronaut because of just the thing she was born into. Sure. But the film wraps up in a way that shows she's never going to stop being an explorer. And, like, no one can take that part. And I think in a weird way, I needed a film <laughs> that would instill hope the way I've needed it before. And, I mean, I think it would be really amazing to tell more people that when they're going through something hard, it's hard. And it's okay that it's hard. But also that, like, I don't know. I feel like when you do come from darkness, like the inch of light you carry is practically a supernova. And it's oh. really important to to share that and to let people know where you're from and understand not everyone grows up the same here. And, you know. Well, that's poetic. Well, thanks. I mean, <laughs> so where are you from? I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, originally. Um, you know, grew up not being able to wear navy or red and <laughs> like. I don't get it. Uh, there's just a, there was a lot of gang violence in oh. Little Rock when I oh, was I see. growing up there. But it was weird how, like, in the hood, if you know the rules, in general, you're all right. So it was definitely, like, a big shift when we moved to Texas because it was, like, a completely different rule set. Like, I remember the first time someone was, like, uh, trailer trash. I was, like... Uh, my grandma worked like so hard to get her trailer yard and she's like a badass where I'm from because she owns three trailers and her yard. Better like, recognize. She's on cement and she has a like wood porch attached to her trailer. Like she's amazing. Like, so I kind of like being the, the voice that typically doesn't get heard from because a lot of people where I'm from either start a family at 16 or in a gang or in jail or in the military and like all of those ways of life are still like honorable and valuable but a lot of times there aren't many options other than those or you can do what I did which is get an instrumental amount of student loan debt but I also think it's just important to have voices from different places and I'm proud to be where I'm from and share the stories of that. Everyone needs to pick up their phones right now <laughs> and go to her Instagram page because now that whole description adds an entire another layer of 
uh, well, layer on top of those images. Yeah. Because it just explains even more to that imagery. I think I think a lot of time or like early in my career, someone was like, "Well, you people are gonna take your work the way they're gonna take it, and you can't." You know, you can't force people to look at it the way you want them to. But I've always had the kind of personality, and I'm sure you've learned this by now, that anything <laughs> someone tells me I can't do, it just makes me want to do it more. Do it. Yeah. Like I had a, I had a driver's ed instructor tell me not to worry about parallel parking because girls aren't typically very good at it. Oh, and I'm like the best parallel parker I know because I just was like, what did he just say to me? You know what I mean? So I feel like. I don't know. I, I enjoy putting words and poetry and, and meaning with my work because it's like, I don't want you to just look at it and see a naked woman and be like, oh, that's hot. You know what I mean? Like, don't do that. That's not how I want people to look at my work. So I'm happy to put just words and stories and be like, this isn't just a knit. Like, I just posted a photo of my friend Alyssa naked in a Utah canyon, but I also posted it saying like, it was amazing to be in this many layers of time. Like, it was amazing to be in this canyon of time and realize not only has Earth gotten through all this bullshit, uh, women have gotten through all this bullshit. And I'd rather, like, frame my photos with that than have someone just be like, I just love naked women. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I want people to see it the way I see it because it's not about the viewer. It's about me. And maybe that's selfish. I don't know. Well, the images in which you do have a, a nude body of any kind, that ends up being, the honestly, probably the smallest element of the photograph in general because it's, it's all part of the fabric of the image itself, whereas the image you're talking about right now is in the slot canyons somewhere in you know, Utah, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Page. Um, I mean, I've happened, I happen to have been there, and I, I have a different slant on the, the view of it, but... Honestly, it's about light within darkness. Yeah. That's what I pick from it. Yeah. And so it ends up telling a story of just overall poetry. And the images in general are a lot like that. The one right before it is a girl, a little girl throwing a, a wiffle ball. <laughs> yeah. I always worry about that. I'm always like, I hope the combinations with which I post things are okay. <laughs> like, well, no, I, but I, I think I, I like think real are. is real is what I'm after. Like, so here's 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 real for you. So the the third to the last one you've posted um, has this very American Gothic look to it, <laughs> yeah. and this this is timeless. If you didn't notice that the little girl's wearing. Jeff Spicoli Vans, the, it, <laughs> you wouldn't know that this is actually today. Yeah. It, look, it could have just been as contemporary if it was shot in the I 30s. Don't, I don't enjoy the confines of time. I've never enjoyed... Ooh. I've never enjoyed the, the con... con hold on. That's <laughs> the episode title, The Confines of Time. <laughs> I've just... Um, I've never enjoyed... I've never enjoyed time the way other people seem to have enjoyed it. And I'm sure that also comes with having a mental illness. But um, I feel in a hurry all the time and also feel uh, like I'm, I'm not good at society per se. Like I'm not really good at like civilization. Like I don't know how to make money or like care about that. Like I only really care about like healing and helping and... 
I don't know, creating iconic moments in time so that the people whose photograph I take will look at it and understand like how valuable they are. That's you know what I so, mean? Yeah, I do. I mean, I happen to have a real charge listening to this because for me, photography is about making things momentous, literally momentous. Yes, you're, yes. You're, you're hitting pause in time. And you can use photographs later to revisit time. It's, it's time travel. Well, I mean, I've always, that's something I have to like tell myself a lot. Like if I'm getting really anxious or worried about the future or like, you know, whatever, I always have to tell myself like, don't emotionally time travel because humans are very capable of time travel. And I know I'm sounding like a huge nerd right now, but I am, so it's fine. But I've just studied a lot about like time and space and physics. Like I was a physics physics major for a year and was terrible at the math part, but really enjoyed the concepts. And um, I don't know. I just I feel like it's it's possible to travel through time as a human, just never in the ways we plan. And I just want to make sure that like people have their time documented. You know, like when my grandma passed away. Um, she was like a mom to, you know, us. And so when she passed away, we didn't get any of her stuff because we weren't her kids. And it was just like, oh, my like childhood is being separated out and given away. But what I got of her was like photos. And it really made me realize like our generation doesn't have photos of ourselves. And I realized at that moment, like, gosh, the only, sorry, the only thing I would have to pass down would be like bar iPhone photos. And that's not enough. Like that's not good enough. And so I think even for me, like I know I talk in circles a lot, No, you're but fine. for me, but for me, like it was suddenly really important that people be documented and documented well and be documented out of time. You know, like now if I do someone's portrait, I kind of have to be like, okay, little warning. Um, I'm going to do your hair different and I'm going to dress you differently so that this photo stands the test of time, time. either in weirdness, in rawness, in bareness, whatever way. Like, I don't know. I, I'm probably going to do really well in photography once I'm gone or something, but I want to make sure that even that time, uh, will be valuable. (laughs) I don't know. We've talked a lot before about people don't print photographs anymore. I think that's sad. I think that's why I've always enjoyed Polaroid film the best. Like, I have so many friends who are like, get into film, get into film, only shoot film. And I have to reply that I'm still from the lower classes. (laughs) and I just can't afford to do all that yet. But I have experimented a lot with film and film cameras. But the kind of film I still enjoy the most is Polaroid. Just because I get, I have a Mamiya RB67 camera with a you know, um, Polaroid back attachment. And so I get to take really gorgeous photos and have a print of it immediately. And like, I don't know, maybe I am a child of the internet, instant gratification and all that, but it's, it's good to have, I don't know. Like if the internet crashes tomorrow, Uh, do I have a career? You know, like, am I, am I good? You know, speaking of time. Yes. What's your favorite slow jam? Oh. You like that transition? Slow. Slow is measure of time. Because um, I'm looking at your story on Instagram right now, and it talks about um, sometimes you just got to do that slow, slow R&B therapy before a meeting. <laughs> it's true. And apparently you needed a lot of therapy coming to, I need, before you I need, had to meet me. 
I need therapy to be around humans in oh, general. <laughs> Welcome to mental illness. <laughs> um, well, for interesting antidotes, me and my husband slow jam at our wedding was going to be at last. And it ended up being um, Pony by Genuine. <laughs> ended up being our first dance instead. Hey. So I, I don't know. Whatever, whatever kind of wonderful slow jam there is, I'm probably down to dance to it. I like dancing. You, you like dancing? Yeah. Like I, I only really, I don't like to stand in bars and chit chat. I don't, I, don't, I don't like to do that. I like to dance. Well, what do you like to listen to? I mean, hip-hop and rap primarily, but I'm all over the board. I mean, I was raised by grandparents, so I was also raised on, like, Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday and, like, original Duke Ellington records played on a Victrola. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just one of those weird people that I find anything interesting interesting, and it's the same in music. Like, it's just if I can move to it, it's a little bit more of a delight for me. How have you applied that to your photography or filmmaking music, I'm always, music I'm, in itself i'm always blaring music when i shoot like okay. almost always because for me it's again it's that making a movie element so i want to play the soundtrack to whatever vibe i'm chasing in my shoot like i shot a friend's album cover recently and just we couldn't even hear each other talk the music was so loud but the photos came out incredible like he's in a silk shirt and like elbow length gloves and like it came out amazing just because we were just two friends who loved to dance and just were blaring 90s r&b and just like having a dance party i don't know for the sake of interviews and podcasts in general it's a cliche question but it's got to be asked how did you actually get into photography um, I think it's funny how, like, in my case, it's not cliche. It's, like, semi-important. Um, I pretty much had a really crazy day, which is about as far as I usually enjoy talking about that. Oh. Um, but it was a really traumatizing day, and I had to, like, fight for my life, and it was a really crazy day. And I am the person that's always been adventurous. I was working in physical therapy. I was like on my way to become a like DO or MD. And then suddenly didn't feel safe around the human species whatsoever. And just like didn't know. It was like three hours after it happened. I went to Chipotle to get food, just something fast. And this guy was like, you just cut in front of me. And I was like, I don't even... I don't know how to do this anymore. And it was just like in a split second, I was a different person, like from a different world who'd experienced like different things from 98% of the people in front of me. And so I picked up a camera cause I didn't know what to say. So I just was like, well, this is the world I know and it's ugly and it's dark and it's been ugly and dark for most of the time I've been on the planet. But I think for, in a, in a very odd way, I think it like forced me to have hope, like whether I wanted to or not, I just started like chasing hope, like whether that particular kind of hope panned out or not, I just wanted the world to be better. And so 
I kind of realized for me personally, like I'm not going to make it better the way I thought I was healing people and being a doctor. Cause I just couldn't be in confined spaces. I couldn't be touched suddenly. I just, I was a different person. And so for me, I just put all of that. I'd never touched a camera before ever. And I just picked one up and started shooting. Cause it's like, well, if I don't know how to say it, maybe I'll know how to show it. And I think like, I don't know, even in photography, a lot of people will shoot with me and be like, man, I mean, it's like the photos I get from this don't even matter because that was such like a, I feel like I just went to counseling and I'm like, good, that please don't think I know what I'm talking about as a counselor by any means, but I would love to like talk to you and heal you and let you know that you're absolutely beautiful and worthy of being on earth and worthy of fighting for. And like, I don't know, it was a really weird I didn't expect to be in photography at all. <laughs> like, I'm not an artist. I was always that person that hung out with artists, but was not one myself. And so it's it's been funny, even in a journey in art, because I'm still looking around like, I am not supposed to be here. This is not who I am. But it is. Like, even if it changed in a day, it is who I am now. Well, you definitely don't need to be a therapist to encourage people that are trying to cope with mental illness, depression, what have you, to say that a hobby or an enthusiasm towards photography can be helpful. Yeah, it was. I mean, like, you know, here I am. It's therapeutic. <laughs> yeah. And again, I mean, it's even like in filmmaking, like we were talking about earlier, like I think I've really enjoyed suddenly kind of shifting to filmmaking because I really enjoy making cinematic photos but more importantly, I feel like there's stories that we aren't getting to, that if we could get to, maybe they would change the world. Even if only by a millimeter. Like, I'm totally cool with spending the rest of my life fighting for one millimeter of difference. Especially as a woman, because I can vote now. Like, people are always like, ah, it's always been like this. But for me, I'm like, mm, there was a time that I couldn't vote or choose who I could marry. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good with as much progress as the world will give me. So, if, you know, if by the time I exit Earth, I get one millimeter difference, then fuck yeah. I don't know. I should have prepared more pop quizzes like we did with Eric Clapp's uh, I don't like tests. No. No, no tests. <laughs> You can come up with something. I, I'm sure I could come up with something. Uh, okay, pop quiz. Uh, ah! <laughs> favorite restaurant in Fort Worth? Uh, oh, okay. I don't have favorites okay, what, of anything, but restaurants I really like. Um, First one that comes to mind. Uh, I eat at Salsa Limon way too much. Hey, like, which one, though? Uh, well, I don't. it's not my favorite one, but it's the one by TCU, just because it's yeah. the one I live closest I was, to. Uh, the other day, yeah. But... They're all really good. The, the mocha bowl. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. It's super good. And I like the decor. And I'm just the kind of person that I go to the same places a lot. So I know the people. Like El Paseo on Jacksboro Highway. Like I know, oh, really? I know everyone who works there. One of the waiters speaks French. I speak French. So we'll speak in French while I'm there. Mm. And he's trying to teach me Spanish. But I'm Ooh, not la. very good at it. Rambo, your final question is... Yes. No pressure. It's not Final Jeopardy. <laughs> Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? A lot. I live here. 
Um, I don't think there's many people like me here. <laughs> I feel like I get told to move to Austin all the time. And as a creative, I definitely feel the pull to New York and LA just because there's so many creatives shoved in the same place. And it's so much easier and faster to get ideas out. Um, but a part of me is also kind of looking at Fort Worth and where it's growing and where it's heading and kind of being like, or I can stay here and make this like an amazing city and like work on the momentum we've got. So I just feel like I want to stay here and see how I can establish here and what difference I can make here. And, and even doing like, to be cheesy, even doing like an ambassadorship at this like camera studio and be like, how would that change things for like my career? How would suddenly having access to a ton of different equipment I wouldn't normally think to use in a studio, like how is that going to shift? So I'm kind of just interested in staying in Fort Worth and actually planting roots for the first time in my life and being like, all right, I do want to go to Europe and be a photographer and I do want to go to New York and LA to be a photographer. But what if I started here and what if I focused here first? We'll find out. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This podcast has been a presentation of Fort Worth Camera with locations in Fort Worth, Texas and Grapevine, Texas. The engineer is Greg Woods. I'm your host, Mackenzie Hughes. Please visit us at fortworthcamera.com or fortworthphotofest.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram.